It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Weekday Wars Wrestling for Thursday, December 29, 2016. I'm Eric Clancy, joined as always by Patrick Kelly. And uh, oh, this is fun. I didn't know this was uh, on here. Uh, they have the top 25 matches uh, of WWE uh, in 2016 on WWE.com. Shall we Are start off? Styles uh, matches? I- I'm sure they will be. Let's. Should I, I I go through these and just read these? I'm just like we we didn't plan on this, but I opened this up as soon as um, the show started. So let me just go through this. Um, this right. I think should be the higher, but um, whatever. Uh, Triple H and Dean Ambrose at Roadblock. That was a good match. Yeah. Um, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Live. Why do they call it SmackDown Live? Why can't they just say, like? Because they're stupid. <laughs> Why can't they just be SmackDown? I didn't watch that match, so... It was, um, it was pretty good. <laughs> can can you pick this, which one this actually is? Uh, the New Day versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Oh, fuck that. No. <laughs> it's from, apparently, September 26th. Um, I could okay. not tell you anything different about any of these matches. Exactly. They're, they, like, run together like crazy. Okay, um... 22 is Money in the Bank. Okay. Um, uh, 21 is AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho at Fastlane. Um, okay. That was probably their best match. Was that it? That was the February one, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Oscar versus Bailey. I, they have Oscar versus Bailey in Brooklyn at 20. I would put this much higher. I really lo- I like their first one more, but maybe uh, apparently I'm in the minority on that one. Oh yeah, no, I like this one better. Um, hold on here. So they're putting NXT matches on there, so I'd imagine like the top ten or twelve would probably be all takeover matches, just about. Yeah, I think so. I mean, probably not because we're gonna see what they what they think. Um, the New Day versus Y2 AJ on Raw for the tag titles. I that remember was like a good match. That was yeah. yeah yeah yeah. That was like a one you'll never like unless somebody brings it up like you won't remember. But yeah, that was a good match. Um, let's see here. Um, eighteen is Dolph Ziggler and Triple H on Raw. I have no memory of that. I don't. I don't. That's the problem with the three-hour raws is that they run together. And actually, that was the case when it was just two hours. Now it's like 
Yeah. You forget about matches a month later. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. Uh, 17 is Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. Honestly, the only thing I remember about that match was the uh, the cash, the cash in, in afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this next one was good. Um, Miz versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro versus Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental title at Extreme Rules. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. Um, I did not see kind of this match. a Ring match. of Honor style match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen many of these matches because I've not been watching WWE pay-per-views because I, I, just, I just fucking don't care. Uh, but this <laughs> you are next correct one is in doing Sa- so, sir. <laughs> Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair in Hell in a Cell. No, no, it was the match was. It wasn't bad. It just it was positioned on the card in a way where they had to follow two other Hell in a Cell matches, which was, which, which kind of hurt it. And I knew that was yeah. going to be a problem. And there were a couple botches in the match too, so I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't put it up on the yeah. list. But. Uh, fourteen. Another one from my WWE pay-per-view draft that I'll probably end at Royal Rumble, but um, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. That was a good one. I, I don't know if it would if I would put it that high, but I guess it's significant for crowning the first Universal Champion. But yeah, uh, so this next one I would, would definitely be on my top list, um, uh, and hopefully there will be another mention of of one of these series, but. The Revival versus American Alpha from Dallas. Oh, God. That's, yeah. Yes, absolutely, it should be. And that might even be the weakest of the takeover yes. matches that the Revival had this year. So the remaining three, like the two other ones with DIY yeah. and the other one with American Alpha, should totally be on this list. I agree. I agree. I think I, hopefully, well, hopefully they'll have the other one from the end and they'll have the Brooklyn and the Toronto matches on there. Mm hmm. Because those are all epic. Um, okay, um, I liked, I liked this one, this next one. Um, I don't think it, it was like amazing. People seem to think it was amazing. They did like the Shawn Michaels Vader finish for it, um, but it's AJ versus Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules. I was, yeah, it was really good. I wouldn't put it up this high. How high is it? Eleven. It's uh, twelve. Well, yeah, I wouldn't put it up that high. That would probably be closer to the back end of the, like, 25, 24 for me. But, no, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It, I feel like these matches would be, like, further down on my list, and, like, the ones that were further down wouldn't be on the list. Um, <laughs> uh, this next one was good. I maybe, yeah, I don't know. This might be a little high, but it's Gargano and Ciampa from the Cruiserweight Classic. That is a little high, yeah. Um that's not even the best match from the tournament. I would give that to Ibushi versus Kendrick. Yeah, but, hopefully hopefully that'll be... Oh, you think Ibushi and Kendrick? I really like that one. Ibushi and Alexander was very good, too. Oh, no, I, yeah, I like Ibushi and Alexander better than Ibushi and Kendrick. Yeah, I think Personally. the Kendrick match, that one... Uh, I think Daniel Bryan's commentary kind of yeah. put it over the top for me. But, but yeah. <clears throat> All right, so this next one's going to be you again, because it's another... Uh pay-per-view draft. Like, like I said, I've seen all the NXT pay-per-views. I haven't seen uh, since since Extreme Rules. I haven't seen the WWE pay-per-views. That's not a lot, um, isn't it? You'll watch the NXT specials. You'll watch the Cruiserweight Classic, but main pay-per-views, eh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next is, and this I did hear was very good, was Miz and Dolph Ziggler for uh, title versus career. Honestly, yes, it was. I would even 
probably put that higher. Okay, okay. Yeah. I heard it should have closed the show. Yes, because that was the show they opened up with the WWE title match, so I assumed it was going to be the closer, and it wasn't. And I was really confused by that because the show and pretty it's stuff much like that, that. that. It's stuff like that that hurts the Intercontinental title as, as a mm-hmm. viable thing. Like, if you have an opportunity to put it in the main event, you should. I think, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's helped the women's division and, you know, it helped, shouldn't be afraid I, of it. It helped the IC title back in the day. Look at SummerSlam 92. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here's really another one you didn't see. Uh, go, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Patrick. I'm sorry. For I was going to say, like, Survivor Series 92, when Sean, even though the title wasn't on the line, he's the IC champion in the main event. That was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and even you know back before that, 1990, um, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, oh God, I forgot about that, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Hogan was technically challenging. For, it was technically an Intercontinental Title match. Mm-hmm. Because he would have won that title. So interesting. Um, okay, next match. I've heard great things about. It. I once again have not seen it. I did not see the show. Um, was AJ Styles and John Cena. I mean, their matches were, which one, the Money in the Bank one or SummerSlam one? SummerSlam. Yeah, their SummerSlam one was better. Uh, I mean, their matches were very finisher festy, which we come to expect from Cena, but they had a great atmosphere, and AJ going over made them more memorable. Yeah. All right, next one um, I did enjoy. Um, it, it was the, I thought it was a good match. I don't know if it was a great match. It was certainly the best match on the card, but that showed you how weak the card was, and that was uh, Charlotte versus Sasha versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Yeah, I wouldn't put it up. Again, I, I, it was the best match at WrestleMania, but that's not saying much. I wouldn't put it up that high. It might be like 20 or 21 for me, especially yeah. in NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, I agree. Um, this one is way too high. Um, I enjoy it, but... Way too high. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens, no DQ match on November 21st on Raw. Oh, that's way too high. That's way too yeah. high. Yeah. Uh, once again, didn't see this next one, uh, but it's AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose versus John Cena at No Mercy. Way too high. Uh, yep. I thought the two AJ-Dean Ambrose matches were better, to be honest. I mean, this match is pretty good, but it's, I don't think it's a top ten. All right, here's one I will agree with. It's probably right where it needs to be. Kota Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander. There you go. Yep. No complaints here. Um, I didn't <laughs> see this one, um, but partially based on the way they've handled this feud and and Sami Zayn, I was not super interested in seeing this. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at Battleground. Yes. That was very good. Very, oh, okay. very good. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um Okay, this is one of 19 of these matches. Uh, by the way, I, I hate to tell you, the Revival are not going to be... Um, <laughs> the, All the, 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 the other Revival matches are not going to be... Maybe one of them, but there's not enough time to... Not enough spots to fill all of them. Um, uh, it's Charlotte versus Sasha, Raw, July 25th, when Sasha won the title the first time before she got in. That injured. might have been the best match they had together. Um, okay, this match I find incredibly overrated. Uh, number two, um, see if you can see if you can guess what this this match is just by me saying that and where this is. Incredibly overrated. I'm trying to. Think I, okay, 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 okay. I find this match overrated. I'm not incredibly overrated. I don't. I don't know if I think. 
Oh, yeah, it probably is the best match in the show, but I felt, okay, here's my opinion on this match, Patrick, without telling you it. It was so indie and so New Japan. It was like indie New Japan. But Nakamura versus Joe. Yes, had a fucking That's child. I just like, it's weird because I like Nakamura, but I don't love his matches. Does that make any sense? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I was kind of the same way with Rob Van Dam for a while. It's like, I love his character, I love his look, I love his presentation and everything, but his matches, he's, he's kind of a spot guy. Yeah. Well, my, uh, not to get off topic, <laughs> but my thing with Van Dam always was, I wish, like, and in ECW, he did it. In WWE, he didn't. And maybe there was a reason that's why he was potatoing everybody, but it, his, his stuff had more snap in ECW and early WWE mm-hmm. before, I guess, he lost his passion or whatever. And so, like, it didn't look like later on like he was actually hurting anyone. He was like, oh, I'm going to slowly roll on you. But uh, <laughs> regardless, I mean, this, this, like, this match was like, like, I like, it was good, it was fine, but I'm just like, like, you knew, you knew Nakamura was winning. So that hurt it for me um, and took a lot of the drama away. And part of it was just, like, getting to the finish. So I thought it was fine. But like I said, I knew the ending going in. Um, uh, and I don't know. I'd seen I'd seen better. I've seen better takeover matches, you know, like, like uh, I had seen better takeover matches recently, like um, Sasha and Bailey, um, Balor and Owens, like, you know, like, I don't know. This this wasn't as good as those matches in my mind. No, and it's not even the best Nakamura Joe match. I thought the one they had at Toronto was better. No, it's not Nakamura Joe. It's not Nakamura Joe. Oh, what'd you say? I said Zane and, and Nakamura. Oh, Zane and Nakamura. I'm sorry, I completely blanked there. Um, uh, that was number two. Um, no, there's only one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is number two. Yes. Number two overall. I would. That would probably be in my top ten somewhere. I don't know if I'd put it up that high, but it's a really good one. I don't know why I was thinking Joe Nakamura. <laughs> Maybe you said Nakamura, and I and I thought you were going to say Nakamura Sami Zayn, and then you said Nakamura Joe, and then I just kept talking. So. Oh, okay, uh, okay. No, wow. sorry, that was my bad. All um, right, the next one, the next one, I will agree with. Um, although I do think the first match comes very, very close, and that's Revival and DIY tag team title match. They gave that match of the year. Wow. Yeah. I do think it was WWE. I do think it was WWE match of the year. It probably is. Um, I mean, I think it's like number six out of like wrestling, like match of the year as far as televised American wrestling. But Mm -hmm. I I think it's up there. I think, I think right behind this is Brooklyn. I, I, I don't understand how you put fucking like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens from raw over like fucking uh, DIY versus the revival in Brooklyn, or I don't know how you leave out the two out of three falls, the end revival um, American alpha match. Like yeah. you're trying to fucking tell, you're trying to tell me that, uh, where is it here? Uh, where is this? Hold on. Uh, you're trying to tell me Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins from money in the bank is better than that match. Like ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. If if I were making, if I were putting this list together, like revival matches would be all over the top ten. Um, and then like I, I'm really surprised that the AJ Dean Ambrose matches none none of them made it on. I'm really and they put on the triple threat, which I thought was really strange. Yeah. Yeah, there's so that's it. Was really good. That's a weird ass match uh, list. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so now that we got all that crazy shit out of the way. 
Um, oh. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my um, what. I I didn't make a list this year. I, I'm I'm wondering what I would even put it. What were what were the Lucha Underground matches that had this year that I that we would put up there? Because those well, are I always you, better. This is my match of the year without question. This one absolutely my number one. Sexy Star versus Mariposa. No mas. Yeah. That's my number one. But I uh, would put. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Okay. Yes. That's that's a really good. That's probably in my mind the first time on cable television in a wrestling match, one of the competitors has screamed fuck. That, that, was, that was part yeah. of the story. That was part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, I would put that up there. I would put Aztec... Well, Aztec... Yeah, no, Aztec Warfare is this year. This year, 2016's Aztec Warfare, I would put up there. Well, both Because um, season two was in 2016, too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So they both go up there. Those are both, like... Those are, like, two and three. Um... Maybe Puma and Ray. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Yeah, I'm going to knock Puma and Ray down there a little bit. I mean, it was good. Um, uh, I I really did like the Pentagon versus the Three Ninjas. Yeah, that was really good. That oh, was uh, good. Marty, Marty the Moth versus Killshot. Weapons of that's, a good, that's a good one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to put that above fucking... Ziggler and Triple H match that I'll never remember again in my life, but I don't know if it's like in in the top ones. Um, mm. um, uh, I liked it. I liked. I, I liked. Um, I'm oh, to Phoenix here. and Mil Mortez in their title match. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those are those were yeah the no moss match. You're right. That that is, you know, and the funny thing is a lot of people. Um, call her out for this. I think rightfully so that, you know, sexy stars kind of got an amazing character, but isn't the greatest worker. And I would, I would agree with that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it kind of shows you how far character can go, you know, and really just make something. And it's funny because this is what wrestlers have always been saying for years, but they don't like, and, and you and I kind of pinpointed it years ago with uh like the emotional investment and they didn't know how to say it remember al snow was like um (laughs) uh you we interviewed him one time and he's Mm -hmm. like he's like you know we'll talk about people and you know they'll have the greatest they'll have the greatest match in the world but nobody's cheering for them or cares so is it really like is it the greatest match and i would say and i said to him i was like well al i would argue that no that match is not great because nobody cared about him like like I think a great match is when there is an emotional connection. The problem is like if there's only an emotional connection and nothing else and like and and sometimes people think that just because they're big quote unquote stars, like Hogan would do this all the time. He's like, I draw money, blah, 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 blah. My matches are great. And he would like and, and you'd make fun of like Hogan versus Savage in a cage at Uncensored ninety eight and they'd be like, Oh, well, it was a bad match, but it's a big reason for a draw. I'm like, No, I would argue it did not. I like the people are booing that entire match and falling asleep. And like, you know, they're like, uh, I feel like people rest on their laurels with that kind of stuff. I'm like, if you can like, mm-hmm. if you engage the audience emotionally and like you, I'm, people seem to think that like, Oh, if you do 450 splashes, then that's all you think you need to do to get a match. I'm like, fuck no, you have to emotionally connect them. But just because you're a fat old guy with like, with a bald head doesn't mean you're going to engage them, you know? So, um, yeah, I think No Moss is like kind of a great example of um Tell of the story, how character and storytelling. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, it does the medium justice, I think. Oh yeah, and it's 
we had a couple of other matches this year that uh, two that were very interesting. Um, that was, and I guess you could almost call it a trilogy because they ended up doing more of them. But the final deletion uh, and basically all the broken Matt Hardy matches, like the tag team Apocalypto, which was insane. I don't know if you saw it, but I didn't. I, um, didn't. I did see the original. Yeah, that was. Well. It, it was insane. And they had the great war at Bound for Glory and all that other stuff. Um, and then there was also that Will Ospreay ricochet match from the yes. Super Juniors tournament, which a lot of people got a lot of people talking. That was um, a big viral hit, yeah. And I think you, I think, I think when something can capture, and I remember The Rock commented on it and stuff, you know. So I think when you can get that sort of mainstream attention for a wrestling match, yeah, I, I yeah, I think that's a great point because uh, you know they don't have WWE's like marketing and, and promotional power. And so when something like that uh, kind of, um, you know, pierces the mainstream, then that's, that's in, incredibly impressive. Yeah. And we could, what I really liked about all of those matches that I just mentioned is that, you know, the broken Matt Hardy matches. Yeah. Some people might not like it because it's so radically different from what you expect. And some people, I know Vader commented on this, he didn't like the Osprey-Ricochet match because it was too spotty. It was just a bunch of guys doing flip-flops and uh, not a whole lot of psychology in it. And, okay, that, those are fair criticisms, but I really like that we got matches this year that are outside of the WWE scope that people are debating the merits of the art form, and that was really cool to me. It wasn't a big scandal. It wasn't, oh, is TNA going out of business or whatever or – um, some uh, what backstage heat is going on or all that other crap. It was just, hey, people coming together and having legitimate debates and discussions about the presentation of the art form like they would a movie or a television show, and that was pretty cool to me. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, yeah, yeah, and I and it's it's good to have that. It's good to have it coming from different sources, so you just don't get the same product that WWE puts it out. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's segue into WWE. Let's go into that show they had recently, Raw. Um, you know, I, I thought I've already forgotten it. <laughs> it was three it's days funny ago, you say that because I thought it was a. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was a good show, but I thought it was a better show than the normal stuff they put on there. Um, there were things I liked. There were definitely things I didn't like. Um, I thought I, I think it's funny when people are like, "Oh, Stephanie McMahon burned CM Punk," and I'm like. Like, he's not really doing anything. Like, those are the fans chanting. And I think it's so funny that WWE is so, like, bitter about, about him that they will just, like, like three years later make, like, comments. You know, it's like, I, you know, I, I, it, is, it, is, it was clever. It was funny. But it's also, like, like why, why do you let it bother you so much? Why do you care? You know, I mean, I, I, think I know why. I it's something they probably prepared for because they're in Chicago. They know they're going to get the CM Punk. Oh, chance, oh yeah. I, I yeah. know they did. I'm sure Triple H wrote it. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's like. That guy I, never liked me. You know, we just sit in the room together and, oh, you read the dirt sheets and he doesn't like me. But Hunter never liked me. <laughs> Always bad <laughs> vibes. Um, yeah, like talk about a fragile ego. I mean, it's funny because as much praises hunter gets for a lot of the things he does it, like if there's a thing around him for like like an aura he's just like like it bothers him so much um and it's funny it always has because he, he's he, he's claimed that it hasn't but it, it, it very much does um mm-hmm. i mean the, that's why jericho and stephanie couldn't sleep with each other in a storyline because yeah i would know if my wife was cheating on me yeah i'm the smartest coolest baby face ever no other baby faces <laughs> like that but um all right, so we had an intro in like 
I at one point I thought Roman um, uh, Rollins was going to turn on on Reigns and be like, he's like, yeah, let's do it like we used to do it, and like, like, are they being for real? I also think it's like, like, okay, so to me, here's the difference. Like, you and I will both agree that we do not like either Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins' character as a face, correct? No, not at all. No. So here's the difference to me. Like, if I'm Vince McMahon, if I'm an impartial businessman, I look at these two, and quite frankly, we both don't like these characters. But guess what? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if we like the characters. Do you hear the reactions that the two men get? Roman is booed out of the building, and Seth is cheered for everything he does. So, you know, I may think that Seth's stuff is corny and, like, not well done, but the fact is he's pretty over as a babyface. Would you agree with that? Yes. I don't no, know why, like, but he is. Yeah, okay, yeah, but that, but that's beside the point. Like, if a guy gets over, he gets over. I mean, there were a ton right. of shitty guys in the Attitude Era that got over. Um, but, but he's over. So, to me, it's just like, well, that's it. You know, like, Roman doesn't get over. He doesn't get over. Like, that's it. That's all there is to it. You turn, you, like, and I don't understand. Well, actually, like, I say that, but that's out of frustration. I do understand Vince is so fucking stubborn. But to me, a, a normal person would just be like, oh, let's turn him. Like, it, it happens with everybody else. It happened with the New Day. You know, NXT gets it. Like, CN Elmas was not getting over as a face. So they're like, oh, let's turn him heel. It's like a logical, normal thing that in the history of time of pro wrestling, they've always done this. So I'm not sure what the deal is, but... um this was like to me. It was a, a a stark example of of two guys they're promoting, like both poorly in my opinion. But one, it's working with the audience, and one, it's it's not. Yeah, it's I, I I don't understand it. I've been saying that ever pretty much the entirety of Roman Reigns' main event push. I just don't understand not only why they're doing it, but also well, I guess I get why they're doing it because he you know he fills up all the little check boxes that they want in a top babyface, but. He's just not, he's not connecting, and the fact that they haven't done anything to fix it at all, like whether it be a heel turn or tweaking the character or something, they just haven't done anything to fix it. And it's so funny because they, they act like they're like, oh, well, he's a big star, and like, look at these audiences. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, take Roman Reigns out, and I see if the, 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 um, the attendance rates go down or, or any, they won't. It won't matter at all. No, like, you've got no. a giant billion-dollar publicly traded machine. Like, it's like one dude is not going to affect it in one way or the other, especially one that's not really that over. So I I'm confused as to who they're appealing to. Like to me, you and I talk about this. Like, all right, so you've got a bunch of smart marks because you drove away all the casual fans. So okay, fine. Um, mm-hmm. They're all booing this guy. Who the fuck are you appealing to? Why? And we've said this before. Why do you not st- start with a guy that the smart marks like? and then assume that the casual fans are going to cheer him because they'll fucking cheer the good guy regardless. So I don't understand why they don't start from that place and then go ahead. And I'm not even saying Roman Reigns isn't a guy that smart marks wouldn't cheer. If Seth Rollins or Dolph Ziggler or Dean Ambrose was ordained to win the title and people didn't feel like the story made sense or connected or it was just an arbitrary choosing, they would have turned on them too, you know? But that's that's not what happened. He was the guy, he was picked. We found out about it in, like, freaking June of the year before, and we're like, oh, this is boring. We know what the ending to this story is a year in advance. Fantastic. It's not a cool one, like, where you're like, 
oh, Steve Austin's going there. We're really behind this guy. It's a, let's pick this guy, and he's going to win. And they're like, oh, how could this go wrong? I don't know. Stop releasing WrestleMania uh, matches the year before. (laughs) And stop relying on the part-timers for WrestleMania matches. That's getting annoying, too, because I'm really, I'm looking ahead to what the Mania card's going to be this year, and I'm thinking, okay, the rumors are, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about that because that's that's sure. some of those things came out today. But go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, some of the rumored matches are Cena, Taker, uh, Goldberg, Lesnar, both for the the individual brand titles. Um, those are the two big ones, and then you got Triple H versus Rollins. Which okay, that one's fine. I'm uh, no problem there. But I'm looking at this as like these part timers. It's like it's like nine months of the year just don't even matter. It's just let's wait until January where we get everybody and, you know, the Rocks and the Takers and the Lesners and the Goldbergs and all those guys, they'll all be back, and then we can just do the big marquee matches without necessarily building up somebody else along the way. Yeah, it's, um, as I said, WrestleMania. Uh, it's becoming what, a glorified it? legend show. Yeah, well, I mean, WrestleMania 27 was perhaps the most destructive WrestleMania they've ever done. Um, and... Like we're we're currently reaping the the quote unquote benefits of that. Um, so yes, the uh, Cena and Taker. It, it looks like, from what I've understood, Vince is not completely sold on that match. Uh, you'll never guess what the replacement is. Uh, it's Roman Reigns. It's Reigns and Taker. Um, <laughs> and Vince apparently Vince's reasoning was, if if Cena wins it doesn't go towards helping the future, where if Reigns wins, it does. I'm like, what the fuck makes you think Reigns is the... You wouldn't give it to fucking Bray Wyatt, who is, like, the next Undertaker, but you'll give it to Reigns? Like, I I just don't... Yeah, I just don't understand, like, what constitutes success in WWE. It's like, you're doing all the things. Well, let's see. He's fucked up his lines in the past. His promos aren't very good. His matches are, like, all right. His character sucks, and thus he's not getting over him. So, like, what do you? How do you fail in the WWE? Do you just like come out naked and pee in the ring, and that's like doing a bad job? Is that the fucking barometer that we're working with here? Like, I, I don't understand. Come up with. It's just like it's just like he's he's grabbed the brass ring. I was like, oh okay, I get it. It's just a random thing you say that has no context or or grip with reality. Okay, Vince, thanks. So like, no, he just picks his favorites, and that's it. That's I mean. Roman Reigns is proof positive of this. It's like it's just Vince picking who he wants, and that's it. Yeah, so that'll be awful. Um, like normally, I don't really support the Undertaker because dude's fifty, hasn't given back to the business in like sixteen years, and goes over guys he shouldn't go over. But I will be rooting for him the fuck over Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins and Triple H is pretty much set in stone, and that is one match that I do think that that I am looking forward to, and I do think they should do because it's a match with a with like a semblance of a story it to has it, a story you know. Behind it, it has a beginning, middle, and end. The other ones are just like, let's do this thing, like like somebody. I read some bad article today, like one of those. They're like rumored WrestleMania matches and the matches that the and alternate matches, and one of them was Kurt Angle, Seth Rollins. And I was like, what the fuck is the point of that? Like, people just say things and hope they come true. Like, Triple H and Seth Rollins has, like, legit history uh, uh, behind it. There's actually a story, like, in August, 
or, or September or whatever, Triple H turned on Seth Rollins. Seth has been trying to get him. Triple H will not come back. We don't know why he turned on Seth Rollins. That could be an interesting thing. And like they're going like that's a fucking story that you've told me. You've put a beginning and a middle, and then hopefully there will be an end to it. And that's a story. Like the other ones are just like Goldberg and Lesnar just happened because they're like fantasy warfare for this match you've already seen. And it's like Video oh games. cool, yeah fantasy matches except we've seen it um so like so that's just and happening Goldberg's already destroyed him so my question is uh, now uh, what okay here's here's a good one instead of doing Goldberg Lesnar again which nobody wants to see why not do Goldberg versus Strowman and have Strowman go over that would be great that'd be a great idea like that would... yeah it's like make a new monster yeah like well they're so hesitant to ever do that so yeah, Goldberg. Now, I have not heard Goldberg and Lesnar being for the title. I, I did about a month ago. I don't know if that's still... That may have changed. That may have uh, changed from uh, how they're going to do things. Because one of them would have to win the Rumble, but I'm already... Okay, this is sad. Your top three Royal Rumble winners, in my mind, Lesnar, Goldberg, and number one, Undertaker. Like, don't be shocked if Taker wins it. Yes, I do. I, I, yes, I agree with you. I do think Taker's the most likely in that scenario. Yeah, um, which is like... In fact, yes, I, I do think he's likely to win, which is ridiculous. He won 07, and then did he win another one? Did he win another one? No. Cena won 08, weren't 109. No, I think it was just 07. Okay, yeah. Um, but the, <laughs> here's my point on that. It's like... Undertaker deserves another run before he retires. He's already gotten that run like 12 times. Yeah, he got that last run, that old person run, a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. So, it's fucking insane. How many insane. more like, rides off into the sunset is this guy going to get? It's just like in every year, they're like, oh, it's a special thing. Like, it's not been special since the streak was ended. Like, it, it hasn't. I'm sorry. Oh, and I'm so glad that Shane McMahon almost killed himself in that Hell in a Cell match just to have the match rendered completely meaningless. That's oh my yeah, god! What was the point? What was the fucking point? Also, apparently Lesnar and Shane McMahon was your initial wrestle. That shows you where the fucking their heads are. First, they wanted Shane McMahon, and the next best thing was Goldberg. That was their their <laughs> ideas. This is this is a. a, yet, a, a go ahead. You no, know, I was just going to say this is. Uh, a table and people are getting paid and discussing this and says, this is our best idea. And yet I know for a fact that Kevin Owens has lobbied for a match with Brock Lesnar. I've heard him say it on interviews. He wants to work with Brock Lesnar. And why not do that match? Yeah, that'd be great. When we, yeah. Remember a few years ago when we thought Cesaro versus Lesnar was a likely option for like a brief period. We're like, yeah, Cesaro Lesnar, that'd be a great one. And they fucked over Cesaro every which way they could. So, okay, that's not happening. Yeah, it's just so funny because I feel like I feel like they're, like, hurting for top guys and, like, he was a guy that could have filled that role for so long and they're just like, eh, no. Um, he can't cut promos, Eric. So let's push Roman Reigns instead. It's Well, neither can Finn Balor and they don't care about that. I, they, they come up with dumb reasons for a lot of things. <laughs> I know, I know. Finn <laughs> Balor can't shouldn't kind of... talk. Why is he talking at all? Who? Finn Balor. I yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. But, Sasha Banks can't cut a promo to save her life. She can when she's being like mean and nasty, not when she's like being. When she okay, cries after thing. every win, when they make all the girls cry after every fucking win. Because 
women do that, Eric. They always women, cry. Women be crying. Um, <laughs> yeah. But my okay, whole thing so, with Sasha, I think I've already said this, where it's like, basically, she's doing what Bailey should be doing, and Bailey's just a one-note idiot right now, which is Oh, my perfect. God. If there's, like... <laughs> the Bailey Bears! They either need to make a stronger connection between NXT and main roster, or they need to sever completely. So then you can redo the storylines because now it's kind of like Bailey overcame everything, but we kind of have to restart the character. So here we go. (laughs) It's just, it's just like, it feels like, it feels like if WWE didn't exist, like everything would be fine. You'd be like, oh, Bailey had her story, and blah, blah, blah. But they go to like this, it's like you're dead when you go to Raw. It's like the afterlife, and you have to live, relive weird moments of your life and redo storylines. Remember when we thought Tyler Breeze was awesome? Remember those yeah. days? Yeah. Is he, what is he on, SmackDown? Yeah, he's still teaming with Fandango. I don't know what they're doing now, but it's a thing. Breeze Dango. Um... Oh boy. Anyway, um I liked um I liked for the most part Raw. Um I mean there was I'm sorry, there were things I liked about Raw. Um let's see here. So um I liked the opening match, the uh, Cesaro and Sheamus versus the New Day. I thought it was good, I thought it was smartly wrestled. Um I like Cesaro and Sheamus like working together and realizing they're like super tough and can kill anyone. Um Nia Jax beats Scarlet. Um uh, who is from Ring of Honor? Uh, yeah, Truth Martini, I believe. Um, yes. Uh, I thought this was good. Um, I, I like when they let Nia just like kind of throw people around, and like she's one of the few uh, divas that looks like really devastated. Those superstars, I guess they retired that term. I'm sorry. She's one of the few wrestlers that like really can be devastating out there. Um, so I think it's important mm-hmm. to to use those squash matches to, to do that. Um, like, the Charlotte-Bailey feud is, like, terrible. Uh, I can't, like... <laughs> it's funny because I've seen this feud done better before, and it's just like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, well, here's here's the shitty, like, 50-50 booking again. They had the story going where Bailey always beat her in non-title matches because every champion loses non-title matches. So, really, that should be the thing heading into the title matches that Charlotte has never beaten Bailey on the main roster, but... They threw that away on Raw, so never mind. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. I do love Neville's character. Uh, in the, because I think vision has improved. Yes, because first of all, he's a name. Second of all, I like him as like this, like basically Galactus of the Cruiserweights. He's like the biggest, toughest one of them all. Um, and I, I think I thought his, um, I thought his turn made a ton of sense. Uh, so I think having, having a monster heel like that is important because like WCW's cruiserweight division didn't start with like, Oh, it's look, it's, uh, it's Hoovy and all like those guys like worked up, worked their way up and until they were knowns and then they became the stars. Like it started off with like Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, Mysterio, like you had all the, these, these big names and then you, you transition. Like I, I felt like they should have done this from the beginning, have Neville, have Neville in there, um, I mean, I, I still don't think, like, Rich Swan and T.J. Perkins are the guy to be up there. Jack Gallagher should be, and thankfully he finally is because he's amazing. Um, he's the man. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's the greatest. I Like last week when he announced his intention to interfere, I love Jack Gallagher so much. And one day Jack Gallagher will defeat Neville for the Cruiserweight title in WrestleMania, and I will be so happy. Here's hoping. Um, 
So the Rusev Enzo feud continues. Uh, poor, poor Rusev. Um, Still the baby face. I, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. I liked how uh, I like. I always like, and here's what I appreciate about Seth that I don't think people give enough credit before. Like, yeah, he does a lot of cool spots, but his matches also make sense. Like when he fought Brock Lesnar, like he didn't like try to punch him in the face. He like just jumped at him and kicked him in the face the whole time. Like it's the idea like when you're like watching this with your friends and you're like, oh, who would be able to stop Brock Lesnar? He's just going to slam you in the ground. I'm like, and then the response is, well, what if the guy you keep slamming into the ground keeps landing on his feet constantly? And that's what Seth would do in those matches with Lesnar, that triple threat match. He would try to German him and Seth would like backflip out of it and kick him in the head. And like, you have to have a logical like rock, paper, scissors to make these things work. And I, that's the thing I appreciate about Seth is his offense always looks like, those are his strengths. He's utilizing those. And it doesn't look like, you know, when they just have, like, guys randomly, like, jumping around. It doesn't make sense. Seth's offense always makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. You sounded like you did not agree or you were zoning out. No, no, no. I agree with you. I have nothing to add. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> hey, are you ready for Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson to get another tag team title shot? Because they just beat the Golden Truth. Woo! And that's all you ever have to do to get a title shot. Just beat them. Okay. And they they got a title shot like four weeks ago because they beat them, and now they got another one. Okay. I look forward to watching them lose again. Yeah, it'll be great. They're super. They're super tough, and we should fear them because they lost a thousand times. <laughs> Why were they taken away from AJ again? I like I I haven't seen much of a benefit. I have have no idea. I I do not know. I mean, you could have the Bullet Club ruling SmackDown right now with AJ on top, but no. Well, AJ's got to lose the title to John Cena soon. Is it sad that I actually prefer that over... Because I thought they were going to have him drop the title to Taker, which it looks like they're not going to do. And I'm like, oh, thank God we dodged that bullet. No, it's not sad because I feel the same way. Um... All right, and then, of course, Roman Reigns beats Kevin Owens, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe Roman Reigns wins the title, and I've heard Reigns and Strowman at Mania. That's another one thrown out there. Um, okay. So, so we'll we'll see. Um, in any case, uh, so that was Raw, um, which I thought they did a few things that were, were good, a few things that didn't matter, a few things that sucked. Um NXT gave us um, the Osaka show in its entirety, which was which, which was, was fun, cool. but super house that. showy. Which you know, I always kind of like when it feels like a house show. Yeah. Well, what was that one show that the main roster Roadblock? Yeah, it was. It was the first Roadblock. First Roadblock. Yeah, that was. It had a similar vibe to that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, there was some like botchy things. Like I noticed. Um, Oscar and Nia had a few botches. Um, the uh, tag, the women's tag match did. Um, I liked, um, I liked the DIY match. Um, I liked Lorkin and, and Almas, and I thought it was interesting they they gave Lorkin, Lorkin the win. Um, but I think the those weirdest are like, name I've ever seen for anyone. Oni Lorkin, yeah. Now, uh, yeah, he could probably use it. I don't know. He could probably use another name, but um, I think he's interesting enough. Um, so there wasn't really anything new there. Lucha Underground, however, had some major stuff happen. Um, first of all, uh, before we get to the big stuff at the end, um, 
maybe Johnny Mundo has a fan that will join the the Worldwide Underground who handed. Who is that guy? Because he's hilarious. I don't know, and I don't want to Wikipedia anything on on Lucha Underground because when I do, they'll be like, "This person currently holds the title," and then things are ruined for me. So I no longer Wikipedia things related to Lucha Underground because it's tricky like that because everything's already been filmed. Um, so so that was good. I like I, I want more in the Worldwide Underground because I think it's I think it's a fucking gold act. Um, I love those we, guys so much. They're they're yeah. so great. We had Prince Puma return. And, he and he's is like now, cool now. Yeah, he's he's Prince Puma Dark, uh, as I will now call him, regardless of what they call him on on stage. Um, and uh, Vampiro is using his skeleton vampire magic to um, to empower him, which I think is is very cool. Uh, and then we had the final fourth and fifth matches of the um, uh, of the ultimate opportunity match, which first of all. Uh, I, first of all, number one, I wish they would have just had Cage win in four because I fucking hate when every best out of blank match goes to the the rubber match. Like, I wish one time mm-hmm. they could do it so then in future matches you'll be like, oh, wow, maybe they could lose. But instead of always being like, well, but I know who's winning this match. goes to game seven, Eric. That's how it yeah. goes. <laughs> well, it's like Triple H said on Larry King, there's no blowouts in our sports. There's no blowouts. I'm like, well, guess what? When the, the XFL never had blowouts either and – those matches, those games still sucked. So, I mean, yeah. Um, so, Cage wins and then gets a fucking Infinity Gauntlet. And, <laughs> and okay, so here's here's what, what interested me. So, so I thought when he put it on, he was going to be like, thank you, Dario. Now I inhabit this vessel. But instead, he was like, I think I'll keep it. So, is he, like, possessed by the god or are they both in there or what's the deal? Uh, might be. I've seen, as odd as this sounds, I've seen this type of story done in various comics and TV shows or whatever. Um, it might be a slow burn where the spirit slowly possesses him over time. Gotcha. So by the end of the season, we might see, uh, they may do like backstage segments of like Cage having a split personality or something where the God is like taking over. This this also bothers me to, not really, but it just takes away from my cage is a literal machine um, story that I kind of always oh, wanted. Oh, man, yeah. Because it can't be, because he's a person now, so he can't be like, you know, it, he can't have been possessed a machine. So so cage being a Terminator. I've possessed machines before. I watched Transformers. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so that makes me sad. However, um, first of all, I'm watching this match, and they're like, doing this bullshit again where they're like, Tejano, he came from nothing. What the fuck is the obsession with this crap? Like, Tejano is the son of another wrestler, and he is also the youngest Triple A uh, mega champion ever. Like, uh, where, where, why does he come from nothing? Just because they said he's the blue-collar brawler? If you hadn't told me that he was a second-generation star, I would have believed you. But you can't say that and then be like, he's this guy, and he came from, like, poverty, and he's blue-collar or something, even though he, he, he's, like, wrestling royalty. Like, what the fuck, man? I don't know, but I did think it was really funny that they filmed a segment with Famous B basically referencing it's like yeah the fans don't really give a shit about Tejano. It's it's true and and I I think that'll be an interesting pairing and hopefully they can do stuff with that. But ugh. Um also sexy star, maybe it's probably not Mariposa because she's the moth lady and 
the spider people haven't been introduced yet, so why don't you, like, calm down with that shit? I didn't even explain that. I know, and she's like, I don't believe you ever! It had to be you! <laughs> um, well, so next week we have the Mac yeah, and Mundo. Yeah, take it out on somebody, so. Yeah, next week we have the Mac and Mundo and Sexy Star and Mariposa, which, I mean, I don't expect them to um, capture the magic of no moss, but uh, it should be pretty good. I mean, Mariposa's been great since she's been there. Sexy Star is, you know, like, gets a lot of great moments, so we'll see. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, next week is the mid-season finale, so I don't know how long their break is going to be after that, but um, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, we can uh, we can rest up in between. Um, and then we'll see the next three years of shows they film, and when we come back, Johnny <laughs> Mundo will be, like, like balding, and we'll be like, what happened in between these? Like, Aerostar took us all into the future. <laughs> I kind of hope they do. If they can find a way to have like the, their time traveling wackiness, have Johnny Mundo like wrestle himself, like his older self, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be great. Like uh, you could do some uh, Chikara Archibald Peck stuff. Yeah. I do want time travel. Kind of yeah. Uh, okay, so I think we are done. Um, this is going to be the last show of 2016. We'll see you guys next year in 2017. But uh, for Mr. Patrick Kelly and myself, Mr. Eric Clancy, we are signing off. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.